Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Post Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing all the news that came out of D23 and previewing Comic-Con, as well as Game of Thrones recap. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, thank you for coming in clutch there. As happens sometimes, my mind completely farted on like what else we were talking about. And then you were like, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Honestly, I thought you did it on purpose. Oh, I totally did it on so purpose. So like, I was like, Game of Thrones recap. I was like, thank you, Carlos. Thank you. I, I was like, thank you for that little bit of a intro for me because i really don't do intros yeah that's true you haven't done it when, i wonder when the last episode you did intros was maybe was like, like four i was thinking the same thing episode four uh, i don't know um uh, hey it works because you're better at closing it out like i i remember me trying to close it out was a disaster like i would never know how to do the one close that i do remember doing that i remember loving that we did was when we finished with our um passion of the christ sequel titles <laughs> we just started listing them off and then we faded the music <laughs> it was the best two passion two christ oh man i really want to do more one. of those You're the best one <laughs> that was so great um but yeah this is this is gonna be a weird kind of episode we originally were gonna do an apes uh kind of spoiler review but we ended up not doing that just because i don't know if it's necessary um you know, I feel like there's some movies where it's like, all right, we really need to get into this plot. And then sometimes where it's just like, eh, you yeah, know, we, we don't need to. Like, <laughs> and I'm not, that's not a negative on the movie at all. It's just like, eh, you know, people are, people are seeing it. And I don't know if, if the plot like really demands us talk about it, you know? I mean, if those of you guys who get upset that we didn't talk about it, I just want you to know that I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Um, because yeah, I'm the villain. I didn't say you were. The villain is actually Enrique. That's Enrique, true. Boo, you whore. Enrique actually said, "Oh, I don't think it's necessary." And then Carlos was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Um, and and we do have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, we just and we are recording two episodes today. A little uh, peek behind the curtain. So <laughs> yeah, we it, it's gonna be a crazy day. Yeah, crazy so day. It it had to be done. I'm sorry, but. I guess we should start with all this D23 news, um, and a lot of news, not as much footage for us, the common folk, but there was a lot of news and things to talk about coming out of here. Um, we'll start, let's start kind of smaller and work our way up to the Star Warses and Infinity Wars of it all. Um, we had Mary Poppins, they didn't show much, they just showed a little clip of like her turning around and people were like, ooh, and got excited. It's like, okay, we've seen a picture of her as Mary Poppins, whatever. Um, what else do we have? Wreck-It Ralph, um, we got the title for that. I don't believe we had the title for that before. It's Wreck-It Ralph, um, Ralph Breaks the Internet, I think. Ralph Breaks the Internet, yeah. yeah. You have not, this is one of the things, you haven't oh, seen Wreck-It Ralph, gosh. and that's like, that blows my mind. I know you would love that movie. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You need to see it before the second one because, man, it's really good. There's, there's two movies I need to see before the sequels come out. I need to see Baby Driver. Mm, not Blade Baby Runner. Driver. Uh, no. 
Well, yeah, actually three. Blade <laughs> Runner, um, and the I think Daddy's Home. Oh, with, Daddy's um, Home, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I never saw it. It was okay, but the second one looks really funny. And then definitely Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. But I have a year. That's true. For this one. The next, but, the other two are, I have to prioritize. Yeah. So the other big news coming out of Wreck-It Ralph 2 is that apparently, like, every Disney princess is going to make an appearance in this movie. <laughs> like, that's strange, but considering they go to the internet, it kind of makes sense. Um... I was just, uh, apparently, like, every voice actress that's alive for That's a Disney Princess came on stage, and it was, like, a huge thing. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I could honestly, if this works and it's, like, a highlight of the movie, I could see them trying to spin off into, like, a Disney Princess Avengers-type movie. Yo, I have said this a billion times. We need a Tangled sequel. (laughs) We need a Tangled sequel. A little off-topic, but I got you. (laughs) Like... I want to see I want to see Rapunzel go off against um, Elsa. I really do. Uh, I'm team. Look, I'm team Rapunzel at this point. Y'all know this. It's been said. It's been said. Okay. We had a debate. I yeah. needed to be like I needed to be the fight where Iron Man first got first fought Thor. I think that was a really good fight. I mm-hmm. think we need the same thing for these princesses because I think Rapunzel <laughs> needs to prove her might over over Elsa. I just it needs to, it's time. Um, speaking of Frozen stuff, we are going to get a um, short in front of Coco, I believe, for uh, Frozen. I think it's an Olaf one, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sure. Um, I know Ozzy is super excited about that. It's disappointing. <laughs> um, disappointing. I don't know. I'm just really excited for Coco, so I don't care what they put in front of it. <laughs> um, that movie looks really good. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, John Lasseter is not going to direct. That's a little... I, I mean, I know he's still executive producing and everything, but he's like the grandfather of um, Pixar. And he's like... he's Toy Story's his baby. <laughs> and to see him kind of say, I'm not going to direct this one, it's, it's, it's a little strange. But I guess it's fitting because it's kind of a transition movie for Toy Story because it's not going to be about... Andy, so it makes sense that they transition, and this would be the point that they transition. But you know, yeah, Josh Cooley is going to be handling the film solo. Yeah. I think they've been co-directing it. Um, I'm not sure. I think they originally were going to co-direct it, but now John Lester is just completely stepping down. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's, it's let's see if the fourth one holds up. I it's, feel like yeah. the third one should have been it, but. I know the third one is such a great ending. I I'm not all for this fourth one, but I, the, the, I still have money. the I still have that trilogy, so I'm good with that. <laughs> Best trilogy of all time. Stand by. <laughs> oh boy, we'll we're, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Right. Um, speed the speed test. Um, this is another. I believe it's like what another animation movie. Um, yes. Oh, okay. I think this might be that thing where they kind of showed pictures from it. They didn't show any footage. Um, and well, I, I don't know if this is it, but they, I, I heard that there was like something that they showed pictures from and they didn't show much footage. It was kind of like a real quick kind of concept type thing. And it kind of looked like something cars, but it also was like they're in space. So they're in space cars. I don't know. Maybe it's like, (laughs) because we've already had planes, which is a technically a Disney movie. People think that, Oh, it's a Pixar. No, it's not a Pixar movie. It's technically a Disney animation movie. Um, but I, I don't know. I Cars three, you know, we it's okay. I don't know. 
And planes, I think I've seen bits and pieces of planes. Have you ever actually watched planes? No. Yeah, me. Like, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of it. I don't know. I'm not super excited, but apparently what they did show looked cool. So, you know, you never know. Um, what else did we have um, animation-wise? I don't know if there was anything else animation-wise. Um, we had Coco, obviously. I think they showed another trailer for that, but I don't think we're going to get the trailer yet. Um, uh, what else? Incredibles. We had Incredibles. Um, obviously, we have, we know that movie's coming out next year, so everyone's super excited for that. Um, and they said that, I believe if, in, I'm not mistaken, Enrique just said that they're going to pick up right where the last one left off, which is interesting. I would have thought that they would kind of pick up, like, a couple of years later, you know? Hmm. W wouldn't you think? I would hope so. I don't understand... I mean, it just the... feels like to pick it up right... I mean, it's almost like rubbing in our face that it took way too long for this movie to get made. Um, it was like, oh, this movie could have been made a yeah, long time ago. It, at this point, it just we need to kind of stop continuing yeah. where we left off. I'd like to start off a, a few years. Yeah, just give uh, us a little bit of space. Give us some... I don't know, but... Yeah, I would like to have seen the kids grow up and, and have a sense of maturity yeah. to them at this point in time. I, I, I just they, think it's... They never said that the whole movie would continue where they left Okay, off. They true. They just said they would continue that fight scene with okay. the whole guy. Okay, that makes sense. And apparently they released footage of Jack-Jack fighting a raccoon. Yeah, I heard Jack-Jack's powers are like a big deal. Um, and also, um, I believe that... Elasta Woman or Mrs. Incredible, however you want to call whatever you want to call her. Elasta Girl. Elasta Girl. Um, she is going to be more of the focus of this movie, which makes sense considering that Mr. Incredible is clearly the focus of the first one. Um, so I guess it would make sense for you to have Elasta Girl be the focus of this one, kind of focus on the mom's perspective. So that that's cool. She is the best animated mom. Ooh. It's interesting. I mean, a lot of animated moms are dead, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, she took a she took a plane, didn't know her kids were with her, but then she created a parachute and then that, she that made a boat. So good. And then she made a boat out of herself, and Dash Dash was uh, yeah was uh, running really fast. She yeah. is she has proven to be pretty strong, pretty yeah. amazing, um, very capable on her own. She doesn't need no man. <laughs> Okay, she even she even decked her husband in the face and decked the girl that she thought uh, he was yeah. cheating on. Well, so clearly, uh -huh. clearly she was no one to be trifled with. I yeah. think Danny, Daenerys Stormborn, <laughs> tries to take over somewhere, and you're gonna have you're gonna have some problems. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a preview for the Game of Thrones recap. Hell um, yeah! All right, but let's transition to live action stuff that they announced. Um, we had the trailer for A Wrinkle in Time. You actually watched the trailer. I did as well. What did you think of the trailer? Look, I'm not gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. It has the potential to be bad because it's a Disney kitty type movie. So I don't know. I mean, I hope the kid actors are really well because it also has the potential to be really good. It looks like a really weird movie. It looks like it can be a great learning experience for both children and adults. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited for it for the most part. I'm just really worried about the children aspect of the film. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that with any movie that has kind of kids in it. But to me, you say, all right, all you have to do is show me Ava DuVernay and I'm in. 
That's it. I mean, Ava DuVernay is a fantastic director. She's directing this movie. I'm in. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need to show. Hey, I mean, hey man. I mean, it's just. I mean, all the pieces. You can have all the pieces there. You know, sort sort of like we had Baby Driver. Baby Driver had the potential to, to fail, um, but you just need the one of the biggest pieces is definitely the 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 person who is leading it, who's leading the cast, or people who are leading the cast. Mm-hmm. If they aren't good, then ba- your movie kind of fails but, at some point. At some at some point. I mean, I'm not saying it's yeah. going to be a horrible movie. I'm going to walk out saying this is the most. This is this is going to be the worst movie of 2018. But it has the potential to just be okay. Um, it, it has the potential to to be just a seven. I don't like. I'm not gonna overexcite myself. Yeah, it has a great cast. It has a great cast. It's backed by Disney again, which is a great production company. Again, it's just the the children that are leading the film. Who are we going to be spending? A, who are we are spending a lot of time with? In the movie, that's that's my main concern. I have never seen the Mac before, so I do hope for the best. I mean, they have the potential to be the greatest kid actors I've ever seen on on uh, on screen. So you never know. You never know. So that's just my main concern. Is that I just haven't seen them in anything. That's true. For me to judge. I yeah. I'm. I guess I'm just more confident in the rest of the cast, and then of course the director. I mean, if you have seen Selma, I'm telling you, <laughs> Avery Duvernay can act or can direct. Excuse me. And um, I'm just looking forward to it. And from that aspect, and then the trailer. You're right. It does look freaking weird, but I'm kind of all in. I was like, it's like the right kind of weird almost. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it i'm not again i'm not coming out or i'm not going into this movie being like oh man this is gonna be the best movie of all time you know but i think it's gonna be good i i really based on the trailer um all right well let's move on to kind of their live action remake aspect of things Um, ozzy's shaking his head right now um i guess we should start with what's furthest in production which would be lion king lion king they did show footage from apparently it was great footage we didn't see the footage yet i would guess when is lion king coming out do we know um let me look that up but are you looking forward to the lion king remake nope (laughs) really not nope why um, because Lion King is a classic that you shouldn't touch. You should just leave it as it is. And everybody's like, ooh, I want a live action of everything now. It's really annoying. It comes out in two years in 2019. So we're probably, uh, I doubt we're going to get a trailer this year. Um, maybe next year. Or maybe early next year. Um, still not going to be as good as, good as a classic. Well, obviously, uh, yes, it has to kind of in a lot of people's minds live up to the remake um or to the original excuse me but i mean look john favreau did amazing things with the jungle book and i from a technical aspect i'm really looking forward to it but i also hate that it's like quote unquote a live action remake it's not like it's not live action by definition (laughs) but whatever um I don't know, but I'm I am really looking forward to eventually seeing whatever footage they did show. Um, I hope we get it some point soon. Um, all right, well let's move on to what's next. What just started filming, I believe, is Dumbo. And this one you were definitely you're complaining about before we started recording. Um, if you don't know, yes, Dumbo is getting a quote unquote live action remake. I didn't even know, and, and I'm Tim about it. Burton is directing, and they just started filming, so they were talking about that. It's gonna be weird. That's all I have to say. Um, I 
when I first heard that Tim Burton was going to direct Dumbo, I was like, of course he is. And just now that I just started filming, it's almost like it's real. And I'm like, now I guess I actually should have, should start processing this. Uh, and I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm out of words. I'm at a loss right here now because again, it's just another freaking classic and you're touching it. Okay. It's completely unacceptable. Should not happen. Um, look, I'm not going to go ahead and bash the guy. Okay. But Alice and Wonderland, Alice through the looking glass Enrique can tell you that the movie, the second one was really horrible. Okay. So bad. <laughs> Awful. He didn't stop talking about it for weeks. <laughs> I didn't see it. Neither did I. I don't want to see it because I don't want to ruin Johnny Depp's reputation in my in my heart. I thought the first one was okay. Wasn't nothing amazing. But yeah, I'm just scared. This is gonna be one of those situations where it's okay or it's crap. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm still processing it, but I'm just like, I don't know. I I'm not very confident because of the Alice in Wonderland stuff. And, but the fact is, those movies, I think they make decent money, and that's why he's still in this Disney kind of family. I don't know. Um, all right, well, let's move on to casting news for Aladdin. We had a lot of reports earlier um, in the past couple of weeks that they're having trouble finding or casting Aladdin. And we had already, we already had the reports that Will Smith was probably going to be Genie, and we're like, okay. Um, well, apparently they weren't having too much trouble casting Aladdin because they actually announced who is going to play Aladdin. Um, it's, I, what's the guy's name? Uh, Mena, I, we're going to butcher his name. Uh, Mena Masad, Masad, something like that. Um, and he's an unknown dude. Uh, he's been in a few things here and there, but nothing huge. Um, I guess the bigger news is obviously Will Smith is playing Genie. And Naomi Scott, yes, the Pink Ranger, is playing Jasmine, which I find that fascinating. I, you know, I loved, <laughs> I unabashedly loved um, Power Rangers. The movie was crap, Carlos. You did not rate it like that, so. <laughs> it's crap. The more I think about it, just. You're ridiculous. Um, I just rewatched it. It was fun. Um, but anyway, uh, Will Smith. Naomi Scott and uh, Mena Masad, what did you think of those casting announcements? Well, I have to say, um, I'm, I'm really proud of Disney for really showing their diversity. So there's that. I am interested in seeing an Aladdin live version, live action version. I will say that Will Smith does have a lot to live up to, uh, to the genie. Because that's that's that's, one, that's a lot of people's favorite character of all time. So he definitely has a lot to live up to when it comes to uh, an unfair to, amount to live up to. Honestly, it's people are gonna crap on him no matter what he does, and it kind of sucks. No, I mean I think I think as long as he tries his best, I mean I'll you I'll know definitely. people. I know you, but people, you know that he's gonna get destroyed no matter what because people are gonna be like he's not good, not as good as Robin Williams. It's like okay. It's, it's different. People need to <laughs> learn how to really give other actors opportunities and, and things like that. I mean, it's, it's it's unfortunate what happened to Robin Williams. I'm pretty sure he would be cast as Genie if he was probably if he I was would, still, yeah, probably. still alive. <laughs> because this, this, that's just his role, you know? Yeah. But you don't want to close the doors off of the role. You know, you want the role and the character to live on. And 
you want people to have different opinions and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that they gave Will Smith the the part. It's gonna be different, hundred percent. Hope they don't have him rapping the song instead of singing the song. <laughs> but um, so you're basically what I'm getting is, please, Lin Manuel Miranda, do not write the music for this movie. Hundred <laughs> percent, I agree. Hundred <laughs> percent. I uh, but uh, again, he. I think for the as well as as far as the other two casting goes. I mean, Menem Assad. I hope he does a great job. I haven't seen him in anything yet, but I hope he does an amazing job. Um, you know, you have a. I hope that these people are you know really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited. And Naomi Scott, look, she Power Rangers was a crap movie, but I think she did well with what she worked with. So yeah. All right, um, let's move on to the final Disney live-action movie that they talked about, I believe, and that is Mulan moved into pre-production, and this is something that people have been talking about for a while, is are we going to get a Mulan movie? And I'm very excited that we're getting a Mulan movie, and um, that's... I mean, obvi- basically the only news here is that, yes, we are actually getting a Mulan movie. They're moving into pre-production, it's actually happening. Um, obviously, it can still fall apart, but I it's Disney. I doubt it. They will. Um, and now, all, honestly, it's all about the casting at this point. You have a lot of casting to do, and you have a lot of weight on your shoulders. And for the love of God, do not cast somebody white as Mulan. <laughs> for the love of God. Okay? Don't do it. Honestly. Just if, stop. If only for the headache that... I will receive from Twitter just of like, oh my gosh, and it's just like, oh no, I don't want to deal with people complaining anymore. Just <laughs> don't, okay? And I, I, look, for those of you guys who are going to complain, because there's, you know what, people are going to complain about anything, no matter That's what. That's true, no matter <laughs> what, no matter what, any, and any announcement that gets made, there's people that complain, and there, Will Smith, I hope yeah. he still plays the dragon, though. I hope, uh, no, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Eddie I hope Murphy. Eddie Murphy still plays the dragon. I don't know, I mean, he's not doing much these days, so why not? <laughs> he was in Mr. Church, um, Bob's, pre- by the way, um, if Bob, if you're listening, I will remind everyone, Bob did, um, predict that Eddie Murphy would get uh, a best actor nomination for Mr. Church last year. Did not happen. It did get some buzz. I'll give him that. Some people were talking about it a little bit. I'll give him that. And hey, we all made wrong predictions. So, but Carlos, <laughs> hey, you made wrong predictions. Too. What the heck did I make? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I can admit when I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to um star wars you want to move to star wars first and then finish with infinity war oh yeah all right well let's move on to star wars the last jedi um obviously of course everyone was hoping we get a trailer i don't think it necessarily made sense for us to get a trailer now because we did kind of recently semi-recently get one but at the same time the movie's in december so you've got to get a second trailer out there pretty soon um it's just a question of when honestly and um i don't think it's coming at comic-con because i think lucasfilm has said that they're not going to have a presence at comic-con um but we did get a behind the scenes video did you watch the behind the scenes video no okay not yet um the behind the scenes video is great obviously you have um a lot of just interesting shots of new creatures new planets and there's pretty intense war scene and i love it seems like red is a pretty prominent color in this movie um just obviously with the text and then those new character posters that they released which is also something that was dropped um everyone's dressed in red which is fascinating to me i don't know what that 
means and then obviously that planet that we see in the trailer where those there's those speeders riding through it and the red dirt comes up um and now we had that war scene where there's they're on that planet with this red dirt and explosions and stuff like that so i'm very interested in like why is red such a prominent color in this movie it's a fascinating kind of thematic thing to me um and then obviously we just got a lot of just cool shots of these creatures that we haven't seen before and aliens that we haven't seen before. Um, Ray was fighting off, practicing at least, fighting off three different people at once. Is she fighting the Knights of Ren? That's something we're kind of um, figuring out at this point. I don't know. Um, Luke actually touched his lightsaber, so people are losing their minds about that. Um, I'm trying to think. This is off the, all off the top of my head. I did not write anything, write any notes about this. Um, obviously we had everybody getting interviewed, which was great. Of course, Carrie Fisher getting interviewed is obviously emotional. They finished with Carrie Fisher and her talking about how it's one big family, which obviously most people got really emotional about. Um, yes, it was emotional and it will be emotional this year in this movie. I'm fascinated to see how they, what they do with her character. Um, and to me, the biggest takeaway was almost every single one of them talked about the story and almost every single one of them talked about what ryan johnson wrote in this story and it's to me that is so so encouraging i'm so excited for this movie um it is my most anticipated movie for the rest of the year and i i'm so excited for this not only because it's obviously star wars episode 8 it's the sequel to the force awakens which i loved so i'm excited for it from that but the fact that number one ryan johnson is right or is directing this movie, but everyone is talking about his writing, and that's and that has been a consistent theme ever since Star Wars Celebration. So I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited that he wrote this movie. Obviously, I will continue to recommend Brick until the day I die. That movie is amazing. If you have not seen Brick and you want to know why everyone respects Ryan Johnson as a writer and director so much, watch Brick and then Looper as well. More people have probably seen Looper, but Looper is one of my favorite sci-fi movies, if not my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. It's so good. So if you haven't seen that, watch that. It's, it's just... I'm excited for this movie and this behind-the-scenes video. It's not even a trailer. This behind-the-scenes video got me even more excited. So Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, Ozzy, I'm sure we'll have more opinions on that once he watches the behind-the-scenes video. But let's move on to something <laughs> Ozzy definitely has opinions on. Avengers Infinity War. Not much news, per se. But we have... They did release a trailer to... The people that were at D23, to the those elite people, but to the common folk who were not able to attend D23, we are stuck waiting. But we have pl had plenty of descriptions of the trailer, and what have you? What do you think of what you've heard about the trailer? Man, I am definitely excited. Thanos of the throws galaxy. a moon. I think it throws a planet. He uh, I don't know, but he throws something huge at freaking people. <laughs> so, I, what? yeah, what are you thinking, man? Yeah, man, I mean, apparently he throws a freaking planet at everybody with the Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely excited to see the Guardians of the Galaxy meeting up with Thor and, and the rest of the Avengers as they... Uh, head towards Earth, and apparently all of the planet is in basic peril. Um, you see a teaser of Spider-Man, and, and his hair is kind of going up, and him sensing something. 
finally see like a spider sense. Mm-hmm. And we apparently everybody's flipping out about this Captain America having a beard. I know. I don't, Chris Evans having a beard, guys. It's a beard. Relax. Can't shave it this time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's definitely really great. This is honestly my favorite universe of all time. Um, it's such a delicate thing, and we've been leading up to this for almost it's going to be 10 years now so i'm really excited that we're finally getting this payoff we're finally seeing thanos go up against the avengers and the guardians of the galaxy and really just go up against a lot of mostly everybody because i don't know if we're gonna see any agents of shield characters there or or any netflix marvel characters in in the movies doubt it maybe colson i mean pops back up i don't know i don't know but i'm definitely excited to see that thanos will face off against most of the characters in the mcu yeah it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be crazy um i guess one news that we actually did get which i mean i'm assuming most people kind of had already guessed that this was true but i believe we did get loki confirmed for this movie which I mean, it would only make sense for Loki be in the movie, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is one bit of news. I, based on what I've heard, I'm very excited to see this trailer. But I just want to see the trailer. And Marvel posted something on their Twitter after they showed the trailer, and they're like, "We can't wait for you all to see it." And I was like, "Just show it to us then." <laughs> but that leads us to the question, and this kind of can transition us. Do you think we get this trailer at D- or at Comic Con this weekend? Yes. I think so, too. I think that makes the most sense. Build up the hype through D23 and then drop the hammer, no pun intended, um, with Comic-Con. I think that makes the most sense, and it would be a missed opportunity if they don't show it to us at that point. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, what... I mean, we can do this kind of briefly. I don't... It's hard to predict some of these things sometimes, but what do you think we get from Comic-Con this weekend? Maybe Walking Dead. I heard one of the stuntmen died. Yeah. Um, but, def- I, but I, I mean, I would hope for some Walking Dead content. Um, we're probably going to get a little bit of Game of Thrones. Not a lot. Maybe it's just hard a little bit. It's hard because we're mid-season now. Yeah, or we're I mean, in the season now. Yeah, so. and they can't really give us anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they have a panel. Maybe they don't. They might have a panel, but I doubt they'll show us necessarily. I don't anything. think they'll show us anything, and it's going to be really hard for them to really say anything about the following season. Exactly, because this season currently just started. I think when I think when Comic Con starts, will basically be in episode two of Game of Thrones ne- by next Sunday, and I think yep. that's when Comic Con basically ends. So I don't know. Uh, we're definitely going to get some CW stuff, some CW yeah. shows. You're not going to be a part of that. But Hey, not just just, just flash, flash just flash, flash. um we're, we're i'm uh, we're gonna we're probably gonna get some stuff from there see where all these I agree. characters i go. think we'll get trailers for each of those shows um they didn't drop any trailers well i think last year i no i think they did maybe they didn't i, don't I, I forgot um, um agents of shield no be, because that, that got pushed until mid-season is when that's coming out so they won't get any agents of shield i'm trying i think that's pretty much all tv we're probably uh, gonna get maybe some, walking dead you're right yeah we're probably gonna get some new summer blockbusters um j- just like last year we're gonna probably get some new teases um, All right, what Marvel stuff do you think we get? Do you think definitely a Thor Ragnarok trailer, correct? Definitely probably a Thor Ragnarok trailer. A that, new poster, I mean, they have to do a an Thor Avengers, uh, Avengers Infinity War poster. Oh, I could see that. I think they... Someone... 
I feel like and, I saw one floating around, but I don't know if it was actual one. It might be a leaked one, so I could see that. And maybe, and maybe a new because Marvel needs Marvel needs this at this point. Mm-hmm. A new Black Panther poster. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they really need that at this um, point. I don't think we get um, another Black Panther trailer. No, 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 I think it's too soon for that. But do the, you think we get anything for Ant Man and the Wasp? When was it supposed to come out? 2019? Uh, 2018? I can't remember, but I feel like we just saw um, Evangeline Lilly just recently posted a picture of her in the Wasp costume. So that makes me wonder, are we going to get something from that? But I'm not quite sure. Let me look up when that comes out. Um, what else do you think we get? What about DC? Do you think we get anything from that? From them? Yes, we're probably going to get another trailer for Justice League. Yes, um, I agree. They... The, they, I don't know what else is really coming up for DC. DC is kind of Aquaman. That's at some right point, now. right? Next year, I Aquaman's next year, right? Is it next year? That's how out of loop we are, man. But DC, DC, DC yeah. is basically all over the place. They replaced, they had like two Batman directors and, and like I all think, this stuff. And I think I we know. finally get confirmation that if we haven't already, I don't think we have, but I think if we haven't, we finally get confirmation that Patty Jenkins is coming back for Wonder Woman. Um, I hope it's great stuff. I mean, they had. I mean, their best movie was Wonder Woman. Aquaman is twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. So we probably will get a poster. Depends when in twenty eighteen it is. It's December. Mm, We might get a poster. You're right. I don't know. Poster. Might get a. Might get a. But I feel like Aquaman's been filming for forever. They might have enough to show us, but it's over a year away. So I doubt that they're going to show us anything. They've been. They've been. These. The thing that I'm disappointed with DC at this point is. They keep saying that all these films have casting. They say yeah. that all these films have this, have that. We need. But a f- we don't have a definitive thing or anything. And I think like, they've said they're like, waiting for Justice League, like, which is the problem. Uh, the Rock has been casted as Black Adam for how long now? No, nothing's <laughs> come of that movie. Um, we don't even have a. We don't even have a Shazam yeah. <laughs> who's cast. So the thing is, the thing that I'm wondering, which Fox has been holding withholding for a long time now. Is when are we gonna get a Gambit film? <laughs> Channing Tatum has been cast as Gambit for like I think like what That's two true. three years now. Like yeah, when are we gonna get a a, a cast uh, a confirmation of when this film is gonna get made? Speaking what of I Fox do stuff. think Deadpool yes Deadpool might have a tra- might have a trailer. I think at them I think that film comes out next year if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100 percent sure. Looking it up now. Uh, maybe a poster. Um yeah, I could totally see something from Deadpool too. Yeah. Um, Maybe and then we 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 might also get like a like a teaser for the new TV ooh, show. Oh, that's June of next year. I could definitely see that. That's less than a year away. I think a first trailer could definitely happen now. Yeah, maybe a teaser. Don't they have a don't they have like an X Men show coming up as well? Yes, there's yes. a couple of X Men shows coming up, I believe. Yeah, so maybe they'll, they'll show a couple of teasers of that as well. So you got a lot of content from Fox coming up. Yeah, and I think a lot of Marvel TV stuff too, because there are some new Marvel shows coming up too on uh, ABC Freeform or whatever it's called these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's possible. What we can get Netflix is, stuff, yes, do, do and Netflix uh, a second Netflix trailer for the Netflix Defenders. Defenders, yeah, yeah, maybe a, maybe another poster. Do we get a Jessica Jones season two announcement? I think that's supposed to come out next year in January. Okay. Next uh, year, uh, for sure. Um, but I hope we get an announcement. I hope we get confirmation that the that the show is in progress of filming mm-hmm. something. Because uh, I've, I've been waiting for... I hope we get a punish, Punisher trailer soon. Yes. Netflix yeah. did order that show, so mm-hmm. I hope we get something. But yeah, man. It's it's a lot of stuff from Marvel. It's a lot of stuff from Fox. 
DC. DC is the question mark. DC is my biggest question mark because I don't know. They have casting. They only have two films that are actually in production. Everything else is like pre-production, and they're kind of working on it. There's people writing things. It's like what? Are, but I agree. DC I think... DC is kind of a mess right now. But I think that I think that since Patty Jenkins really did a successful job with Wonder Woman, and now that Josh Whedon is has fully transitioned into the DC extended universe. Mm-hmm. I think that those two can really organize that universe and organize everything that's going yeah. on over there because it's it's basically a mess over there mm-hmm. right now. I think what they need to do is really organize everything and say, okay, we're going to stop working on like multiple films at a time because this, this is a mess right now. We have casting for like 20 different films, no directors, yeah. nothing. So I think I think that, that, that those two directors are going to work together and bringing... The, these DC characters' mm-hmm. visions that like thought that the audience wants to life because Josh Whedon has done it twice already, and he he also had his hand on all the Phase Two for Marvel. So I mean, I think I think that DC is in good hands. It just needs to basically get reorganized. Yeah. Um. It. Yeah. It's just. I'm. That is the biggest question mark for me. Is what will DC do? Because they have said they're waiting to see how Justice League does. So that leads me to believe that we're not going to get too many announcements, but maybe they try to blow us away with the trailer for something. Is that Justice League, which I, I agree we are due for a second Justice League trailer, or is that Aquaman? Do you think we, I could totally see us getting something from Aquaman, but I don't know what. I don't know what. It, yeah. This guy's been... <laughs> we've gotten confirmation that James won, which, by the way, I am not excited for whatsoever that he's a director. Well, they've been direct, They've been filming for a while, so I they might have something. I think we're going to see something from Aquaman. Okay. Maybe. I mean, Because I'm, we've gotten pictures, and they released... There was leaked test footage, like, a couple months ago of yeah. Aquaman swimming. Yeah. So I think by now they should have it down. I'm really not excited for Aquaman. That's I'm, my least anticipated yeah, DC movie. I don't know. If I have to be honest, I am really not excited for that movie. I'm not expecting many announcements, though. Like, just because we, I feel like we've announced a billion things, but nothing's ever come of it. So you're not going to get your fans excited by more announcements unless it's Patty Jenkins for sure is coming back. That's the only thing that'll get people excited. Yeah, because she did a phenomenal job with exactly. Wonder Woman. That is, if DC has any success that I have to give them, it's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is one of my top 10 movies of the, of the year. Yeah. So it's gonna be my, it's gonna be my top ten list. Um, so yeah, yeah. The the last thing that I will bring up is, it, I know they've announced that we're not getting any from anything from Lucasfilm, but that really does surprise me that we didn't get anything really. I mean, we got the behind the scenes video from D twenty three, but we're not getting anything from Comic Con. That surprises me. I would have bet a lot that we would get something from Han Solo. Um, in either D23 or Comic-Con just to calm people down. Because, obviously, now, right now, all Star Wars fans are in panic mode about Han Solo. And right now, it's continuing. It's just people are freaking out about this. People don't know if this is gonna, what's gonna happen with this. And I could have swore that they would give us something, just show something to show, hey, we, we got it under control. And I'm a little surprised, but maybe they're not confident in what they have, which would be why they cat, or got new directors so, or got a new director. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's surprising to me, but it is what it is. Let's hope it's good, man. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I believe that's it for our Comic-Con and D23 discussion. And before we transition into Game of Thrones, there is one more bit of news type thing that I do want to just at least mention. I think that it deserves to be mentioned, even if we're not the most knowledgeable on the subject. Um, George Romero passed away this weekend. And if you don't know who George Romero is, he is, um, well, let me put it this way. Ozzy, you watched The Walking Dead, right? Yes. You have George Romero to thank for The Walking Dead. Um, anybody who likes Shaun of the Dead, you have George Romero to thank for Shaun of the Dead. Anybody who likes any zombie movie, anything like that, you have George Romero to thank for that. He is the grandfather of zombie movies, of zombie... Just zombie imagery in movies at, at all. And everything we know about zombie movies and zombie tropes comes from him and comes from his movies, Night of the Living Dead, things like that. Um, you know, ev everything from you have to shoot it in the head or you have to stab the brain to kill it or it eats flesh, even as simple as that. That wasn't a thing in zombie movies before George Romero. It, everything you know about zombie movies, every trope comes from him. And it's kind of sad to see somebody um, like that go. But, I mean, you have his movies. And if th I guess this is an opportunity and this is what I took. I actually watched Night of the Living Dead for the first time today a day of recording um and it's it's amazing and it's it's awesome to see um where a lot of these tropes come from so i would highly encourage you if you have not seen george romero's work go check it out um he is definitely a legend and an icon in film history and especially horror movie history and specifically the subgenre of zombie movies and zombie tv for that matter I will continue to say, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, it would not exist, period, without George Romero. 100%. So, check it out. That's all I have to say. Alright, well, let's move on to Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 1. Oh, man. Um, well, we should give a spoiler warning. If you have not seen Game of Thrones Season 7, Episode 1... Um, you might want to get on out of here because we're going to be, coming. yeah, we're going to be spoiling the crap out of it. And winter is not only coming, but winter is here. And this is your last warning. Go away. All right. So now let's talk about this episode. Ozzy, what did you think? Um, kind of slow, but we got a lot of dialogue, which the dialogue was really exciting for. One of the biggest things I really wanted to talk about was definitely, uh, the, the stuff that happens in the North. And Should we start at the beginning, though? Because we had that huge scene at the beginning. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever. I mean... Uh, whatever. Whatever. I'm over. No, I'm, I'm over. sorry. I'm, no, just, no, no, no. I'm just thinking. I'm so... Oh, yeah, 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 of course. We, we had, we had we that had cold Aria. open with we Arya. Arya basically <laughs> causing a massacre within, what, two minutes? Damn. Yeah. Um, she is the closest thing. Like, I, I read this, um, and I kind of agree somewhere. I think I read it on YouTube on one of the YouTube comments, she's the closest thing to Lady Stoneheart. Uh, she is, at this point, a cold stone killer. And it's it's kind of crazy. I, I do wonder if we do get a reunion at the end of the show, I really do wonder what it's like what it's like for Arya to really see Jon, Sansa, Bran, if they all live. You know, I really wonder what she, her experience is going to be like. To me, it's so fascinating that she's not even going north like to me that would be like all right i'm going home i'm gonna go because i mean either all right either she knows the boltons are there or, or she thinks the boltons are still there so she would go home to kill the boltons 
which to me means if since she's not going there, she's not going. She knows that the Boltons are dead, meaning she knows that John and Sansa have Winterfell, and she's not going home. To me, that is so fascinating and so just indicative of our character that she's she's not going home. She's not running to John and Sansa. She's gonna go, and she has announced that she's gonna go and try to kill the queen. That's crazy. You know what I was thinking the other day? I had a theory. What yeah. if she's the one that kills who kills Cersei? It's possible. Because she has she has the power to. She has the power to basically mask herself like anybody. So what if she masks herself like, like Jamie? I still think it's gonna be Jamie. No no no. I mean I I I mean I think it'd be nice if it was Jamie, no offense, Cersei. <laughs> but I mean um she has it out for Cersei. So I think it'd be pretty satisfying if it was Arya or. Oh, Jamie. it definitely it definitely would be satisfying. If it's Arya. I just for me, I think it makes it makes so so much sense for it to be Jamie, um, especially after the d- conversation that we had there, which we'll get to. Um, before we move on from Arya, this has been a huge huge debate and huge kind of controversy for some reason. What did you think about Ed Sheeran being? In the episode, because people, you know, he deleted his Twitter account because people were hating on him so much. I don't understand why. I mean, he made a cameo in the episode. What's the big deal? He didn't even, it's not like they gave him a big role or anything where he had to do a lot of acting. He literally just had to sit there and sing one part. I don't understand why people are flipping out. It's exactly. Just like, in Game of Thrones. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know. It was, it was I mean, it was so I, I, maybe it's because of his tattoo, because he has like a really clever tattoo yeah. that they didn't really show. Thank God. No offense to Jaren, but um, I don't understand why they're flipping out. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I did love why. that scene because it. No, it was cool for Arya because she had that moment where she's like, I'm going to kill the queen. And everyone kind of laughed or whatever. Or after a little bit, after like, are she serious? Um, but what I loved was these are Lannister soldiers. So automatically your first instinct is bad guys, right? Yeah. They're decent dudes. They're like, hey, come on, come join us for a meal. And they're just sitting there chilling. They're talking about their families. And it was fascinating to hear like a... It kind of because you 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 know we have people we have kind of soldiers who are fighting wars right now and then you hear oh you know they know about their babies being born they know everything because they can communicate with them but in this world they don't like I loved the line where he says you think soldiers get ravens from home like that doesn't happen <laughs> I loved that line because it's so true and it's something we don't think about like these are just dudes that were these are just dudes they they were they're just dudes that were bound by honor to go and fight for their lord like they don't necessarily like just because they're lannister soldiers doesn't mean that they're all incest murderous people you know they just fight for the lannisters because that's where they were born i loved that scene because it was just it was really kind of refreshing to see just soldiers being guys you know yeah, 100%. I love that scene. All right, well, let's move to um, uh, Beyond the Wall. I'm kind of going in this order of this thing that I'm reading right now. Uh, uh-huh. Beyond the Wall. Obviously, we see the White Walkers and uh, the Whites marching north. I don't understand where this theory of 1-1 is among the White Walkers. No, it's I've not. Been seeing, it's not I've been one seeing one. that like all over the place. I'm just like, the, walkers, the White Walkers are beyond the wall. John and everybody would literally have to take 1-1's body. Yeah. All the way <laughs> over the wall, just for him to become a White Walker. Yeah. It's not. He is not. Yeah. Uh, that's not. It's not him. Um, but it and is. And I'll go scary. as far. I'll, just a second. I'll go as far to call to call that racist. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, cause just because he's a giant, you think it's 1-1? One, one? Yeah. Excuse me, racist. Get yeah, out of here. Just because he's a Jeez. giant with one eye? Yeah. Douchebags. Yeah, what people. I am scared for, <clears throat> we have never had giants in the Night King's army, and now that there is. So, <laughs> it's so weird. It's going to be oh ho- horrible to kill. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, um, I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever because mm-hmm. this is definitely going to be, like, I, I, like don't get me wrong, this is definitely going to, get, going to be the, like, a very strong, very, very heavy battle when yeah. it happens. But now that there's giants involved, yeah, yeah, this is going to be tough. Yeah. It's definitely going to be tough because there was no giant, uh, there was no giant White Walkers at Heart Home. So the fact that there is now is very scary. Yeah. And I wonder where the hell he got them. Yeah. And Niall is definitely Niall who's been on this podcast before and will probably be on this podcast again because he will be back in town this week. Um he's probably very happy because in our Game of Thrones fantasy league he has the Night King on his team. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of points at the end of the season. Um, All right, let's continue on beyond the wall. Bran gets to the wall, which was so satisfying to see Bran get to that point and Ed to open the gate and be like, hey, who are you? And he's like, I'm Brandon Stark. And he's like, oh, how do I know that's you? And then he's like, yo, the White Walkers are coming, so you better let us in. And he's like, all right, cool. No, he said, (laughs) Bran basically said, you're at hard home, right? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, damn. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Um, it, it's going to be really it's gonna be really great to see him. Yeah. I really hope that Ned, I mean, sorry, not Ned, Ed brings Bran to, to Winterfell. Even even if uh, John leaves uh, for the south, I think it'd be really nice for Bran and Sansa to really be together. I think it's going to be really interesting for, for them to be together. And it's really great just to see that Bran is actually in safe hands with the Night's Watch. Yeah. I think it's really great. He's not in peril or anything, so it's it's great for the meantime. Yeah, I if I had to guess, I'd say maybe Bran comes to Winterfell episode three. I don't think it's next episode because I think next episode John is going to. Do you think John starts to? We'll, we'll get we'll get to predictions, but I I Bran's definitely going to Winterfell at some point, and he's gonna have that reunion. Um, it's just a matter of when is my question. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to Winterfell. This is one of the biggest chunks I wanted to get into. Yes. All right. So take it away. I mean, we had Sansa. Yeah. Obviously most people are very upset about Sansa and I, I, I get it. I am definitely a Sansa defender. Um, and I get where she's coming from, but I don't think she's approaching it the right way. And I agree I with John. You can't you can't disagree with John in front of all of his guys. She's, like she's, you can't do that. Here's my opinion. I think Sansa really should have really sympathized with those kids because all the Stark children, except for John, maybe, but even but even then, all the Stark children are wanted. Yeah. Are basically fugitives at this point because of what their father did. And yeah. on top of that, for what Rob and their mother did. So they were all fugitives. None of them did anything. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, now, now Arya's doing stuff. But before then, none of them did anything. And Sansa was literally just a pawn who was taken uh, advantage of. you know, And she was taken away from her home. And then her home was taken away from her. So I would expect for her to really sympathize with these children 
whose parents made wrong decisions. You understand what I'm saying? And she mm-hmm. knows that her parents and, and that her brother made wrong decisions, which is why they're dead. But I would expect her to sympathize with them, not really take away these kids' homes. And I really did like John's stance on this, where he was like, I cannot take um, their home away. They mm-hmm. didn't do anything wrong. This was their father's crimes. Um, and they died on the battlefield, which is... Which is what the which is what the penalty is when you're a traitor. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad to see that that happened. And you see that these kids are really excited. Basically, they're really relieved and they're excited. And these kids are really going to look up to John. They're going to really want to defend John because John stood up for them and their rights. Exactly. So he definitely gained allies, very young allies, but he gained allies who will trust him as they grow. Yeah. Because um, I mean, ultimately, he does accomplish what Sansa was wanting was which is inserting loyal people into those castles, right? He did that, but but at the same time, not creating enemies. You know, he made them... He, I mean, yes, you're right. They are going to be loyal to him now because he didn't take away their home. And he didn't create any enemies by taking away anybody's home. So I'm definitely on John's side in this, but I can see where Sans is coming from. But I don't think she approached it the right way, right way which is why I think John was so frustrated. He... You can't do that in the like. If you want to have this discussion, have it somewhere private. You can't be questioning the newly announced king of the north in front of all of his lords. That's just not. That's not going to go well. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah. Because if if he changes his mind and if he lets Sansa win this discuss win this argument, then he automatically looks like he's letting Sansa control him. Yeah. Um. I really like the speech that he gave. He's like the North needs to band together all the living North, and that just that just yeah. proves how serious this is. Uh-huh. And I really like Lyanna Mormont and and Lord Glover's um, exchange there, which she's basically like, "Look, I'm not going to sit by the fire and that well, uh, every guy fights yeah. for me. I, I plan to be a part of that." that yes, just shows that was her, such a great moment. Yes, and that just shows really her loyalty to the North and and her just how powerful she is as just a character mm-hmm. and what what lengths she's really she's willing to go to protect mm-hmm. her her ancestral home so it's really great to see that as well um i you know the, the scene where sansa is basically just like you can't make dumb mistakes like father like rob and that's then, so true that's and then the true and then she was just like i mean that i mean i was like i mean he's she's right and then, then he's like well how do i do that do i what by listening to you and she goes would that be so terrible that right now, that kind of upset me because I'm just Why? like, I mean, because what, because what, it, like, she doesn't know. Here's here's where I will give Sansa props, right? When John basically kind of de- undermines Cersei, because Dismisses Cersei, Cersei's yeah, threat. yeah, because she's she's now the queen mm-hmm. of the three kingdoms, like Jamie said, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because she is very dangerous. So I really like the scene where she's just like. Look, you've you've been so consumed with enemy of the north that you forgot about the enemy from the south. So it's it's a it's a battle that they have to fight on two fronts, and I'm excited to but see the next. That's episode. why I wasn't upset with Sansa because she was right, and and we are seeing that she's right in the like in the next scene or whatever. We see that she is right. Cersei is figuring out a way that they can travel north and take care of them with the Greyjoys. She's figuring out a way. So that's why I I'm like Sansa's kind of right here, and she she has a reason, especially with this situation with Cersei. She has a reason to say, "Hey, I know what I'm talking about. You need to listen to me." 
That's yeah, why I wasn't I mean, upset. No, and that's 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 where I, that's where I said that she's right. I mean, yeah. John can't entirely dismiss that. I mean, I know he wants to, and and he said something to Sandra. He's like, "Look, when you see the Night King, you'll understand where I'm coming from." That's true. I mean, I mean, I understand. But she I could understand. say the same thing about Cersei. When you see what Cersei's capable of, you you, you know. Okay, but the Night King is extremely way more capable at this point. I mean, I think one of the best. And one of the most jaw-dropping scenes in Game of Thrones is when you see you see the Night King raise all these previous friends, family members, children, yeah. back from the dead. With and now they're fighting for him. Yeah, that is a very powerful scene, and that just shows you how capable the Night King is. Mm-hmm. He killed all those people just to use them as meat for his army, and that is insane. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the ruthlessness of characters. Jon Snow is 100% right but at the same time you cannot ignore the smaller threat either you have to kind of fight two wars on two fronts which is very very frustrating because you're you're trying to deal with the biggest threat not only to not only to yourself but also to to your other enemy as well so it's going to be very interesting they mentioned they mentioned uh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen in the next episode in the north so I wonder what's going to happen with that I uh... We'll get there, but let's move on to King's Landing. Um, King's Landing, we have Cersei and Jaime basically talking, and then Euron comes, and he proposes marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And which is, you think what Cersei is expecting, right? Be- and yeah. what she wants, because she's like, all right, I'll marry this dude, and now we'll have a fleet, and we can take care of basically all of our enemies, right? That's mm-hmm. what she wants. But then she rejects his proposal, which I was like, Okay, but Euron says, I'm going to bring you a gift. So the question is, number one, why did she re- reject the proposal? And number two, what do you think the gift is? What's she bringing? Or what's he going to bring her? Well, we see that Yara is fighting in the next episode. So maybe maybe those are the two that they're fighting. Maybe Yara and, and, and her uncle are fighting there. Maybe. And then on top of that... I mean, she she has every right to decline his marriage at this point. I mean, she even said in the episode, "I can't trust you. You know, you killed your own family members at this point. So why? How can I trust you if you killed your own if you killed your own blood at this point?" So he's so she's smart. She's smart enough to know that he's a he's a wild card. Mm-hmm. So that's why she declines marriage. I have to say, and, and on top of that, getting getting even going into before that, I really did like the dialogue between. Jamie Lannister and Cersei. I mean, yeah. these that was a very powerful uh, dialogue there. It's kind of crazy how she said Tommen betrayed her, and it was also very interesting yeah. how Jamie Lannister said, "Our baby boy," because mm-hmm. that just shows how much he cared for Tommen, and it, it really breaks his heart, honestly. And Jamie is feeling right now; he's feeling all the pressure from every single enemy. Even he knows they're kind of in a place where they're screwed. Either way, like there's, it's going to be very difficult for them to get out of this situation. But Cersei, Cersei is one of the best characters, like most developed characters on this show, and she really shows it right here, where she's kind of like, "No, Tommen betrayed us. Whatever, um, we're moving on, and I'm going to figure out a way to deal with this." And Jamie is kind of being like the voice of like, "Yo, you need to get yourself and your your." how you view yourself in check because right now you're way too confident and Cersei is just like I got this. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane because Cersei really undermines Daenerys 
and Daenerys um, is she's pretty powerful on her own at this she point. She is I underestimating mean, Daenerys. Daenerys has two full armies at this point with the support of the Tyrells, with the support of Does she know they Dorne. have support of the Tyrells, though? Yeah. Okay. They do. I think they mentioned it because the Tyrells have the livestock, and then Cersei was just like, do, will the Tyrells honestly side with with a with a death wrecky horde in 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 the in the unsullied slave and then Jamie said went on to say if if, if they it think looks, it'll win yeah if they yeah. think they'll win yeah nobody wants to be on the losing side and exactly. right now we look like the losing side exactly and she, he's a hundred percent right I mean and and he's a hundred percent right when he said that we need allies yeah very great look I think Cersei's dying this season but and I've long said that but I don't think she I mean she's not gonna go out without a fight. She's going to kill a bunch of people on her way out. That's not a question. Um, all right. Well, I guess we should move on to Old Town and what is probably the funniest scene in the history of Game of Thrones. Right? <laughs> I mean, right? I <laughs> watched it last night. Is, is there another scene that's that funny? It is Sam cleaning up the poop uh, of all these, I guess, sick maesters and also preparing food and then getting books and putting them away for maesters and it's just it goes and it's like a montage and it just repeats and repeats and repeats the day and it is hilarious because they kind of put it and it kind of goes in rhythm where you're just like like it's, it's, it's so good and it's and so like, funny it's like, like, <laughs> yeah and his yeah his almost throwing up repeatedly repeatedly is so good um, it so great. it was a great scene. Sam is Sam Alicia is such lost a, 25 points for that. Sam is such <laughs> a gullible character. Yes. I mean, I would honestly hang out with Sam. He's just so great. Um, he's definitely he's definitely a favorite. I mean, he's yeah. he's sensitive, definitely too sensitive in that time era, yeah. of course. But I mean, he's just a great character to yeah. to get behind. Um, and this is where because yeah, he wants to get into restricted section. The headmaster says no, um, and he starts to sneak away and do it anyway. Um, and this is where we start to see where we are going and where this story is going, where some of these stories are going to start to collide. And that is, he discovers that Stannis wasn't exaggerating. And when he, when he said that they had a mountain of dragon glass in King's Landing, right? No, on Dragonstone where Daenerys is right now. Oh, yes. So... He he he's like, oh, I need to tell John about this, and we assume he does, thankfully, and I think that's where that kind of points us. This is where we're going. Then John is going to go to Dragonstone and number one, ask for Daenerys's help, and number two, ask, hey, can we use some of this dragon glass? <laughs> and I think that's definitely something that's going to happen. Um, and to me, that we have our answer that we were asking when we got that trailer. Who's John talking to when he's asking for help? When he's like, our families fought beside us, fought beside each I other kinda, before. That kind of scared me because I, I was like, don't tell me he's just talking to the Karstarks no. and the Umbers here. But yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah, clearly Daenerys yes. now. It has to be. That is that is the answer. And now it makes sense because he's going to get this letter from Sam. He's going to say, all right, I need to go to Dragonstone. And he's going to be like... I need your help. Like this, this whole you taking King's Landing thing—it doesn't matter. Yes, uh, it it definitely kind of also. You also kind of see it when Davos is actually talking in the trailer as well. He's like, 
He's like, uh, we need to put our enemies aside and band together because if we don't, then it doesn't matter who sits on the iron. It doesn't yeah. matter who skeleton sits on the iron throne. Yeah. Um, so that is great stuff. I'm trying to think what else happens with Sam. We see that Jorah made it to the Citadel, so maybe he'll get cured. Um, he's asking about Daenerys, and Sam's like, I don't know. Um, I think, I think maybe Jorah or Sam goes back and starts to talk to Jorah. I think that is a possibility. Um, and I also, I'm still holding to my belief that Sam might run across something that proves that Jon is a legitimate Targaryen. I mean, it's possible. I, I know it's not the, the most likely of theories, I mean, but it's has, possible. I mean, he has the uh, the the source there. Yeah. I mean, he has all these. I he has so, the I, thought, I thought that's what it was, honestly. <laughs> like when, like when he was like, <gasps> I was like, Carlos, maybe you're right. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, Carlos, maybe you're right. And then, and then I know like, it's dragon not, stun. Yeah. I was like, it's like dragon less. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's not the most likely, but it's definitely possible. Um, so there's that, but it's also. If I mean Bran is probably gonna see John, and it, if he does, will he tell him? Do you think he tells him? I don't know. It's gonna be really tough. I mean, you got all. I this, think they tease got, it at first, you, and you I got, think eventually we get it. You got you got all this stuff going on right now. Yeah. So I don't know if you're gonna want to throw that into John's face right now because John is dealing with a lot. He's dealing with the White Walkers, and he's definitely dealing with a with a divide. He's trying to unify the North at this point, which I think is what Rob failed to do. I feel like Rob really divided the North. In the end, and I feel like Rob, I feel like um, John is really fixing his brother's mess yeah. at this point, and, and really unifying the North. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I really love that that speech that he does in the end. You know, he really he really emphasizes, look, we all need to band together right now. There's no time for arguments. This is this is the most important threat of our lives right now. This is the most important battle, and I love how also he said to the kids. Yesterday's words don't matter anymore. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's move to the Riverlands, where we have the Brotherhood without banners and um, the Mount, or no, not the Mountain, the Hound. Excuse me. Um, they take shelter in that um, house that basically the Hound and Arya kind of left them. They were like, because they wanted them to stay and help. Remember, they wanted the Hound to stay and help, and the Hound was like, "No, I'm leaving," and he left. And obviously we see how it ended for them. They both died. Um, and he was forced to kill his daughter because she didn't, he didn't want her to starve, which is really tragic. And you could tell it was really getting to the hound because he goes out in the middle of the night and buries her. But not before seeing, he looks into the fire and sees the Night King and he sees everything that's going to happen. And we also kind of see something that... And what with what he sees, we get confirmed what's going to happen with what John thinks is going to happen. Because John said that the closest, that they were at Hardhome last, so the closest castle is the Watch by the Sea, right? Is the castle on the edge of the continent. So that's probably where they're going to go. And we also see that that's what basically what the Hound sees. That yeah, they're going to that castle. And so now we have a very critical point is Watch by the Sea is a very critical point right now. I think that's where the battle takes place. I think that's where a major battle is going to take place. Um, and I ultimately you, think you they're going to lose. <laughs> you see, see John fighting away. You see John fighting away, walking yeah. together. So. so it's definitely possible. Um, so that's a very critical scene. And we also start to see the Hound is going to have a decent role. I honestly think that the Hound has a big role in the war to come. 
Um, what that is, I don't know. I mean, all those men do at this point. I mean, these men, yeah. I mean... Do you think we got a hound versus mountain situation? No, I, I don't. I mean, the, right I, now, yeah. their main focus is really trying yeah. to stop the White Walkers. The hound and, is going to the wall, and... I mean, you would have to have... You would, would have probably to have... Be going you would have to have John basically yeah. meet up with the mountain and say, hey, I kind of need your help, you know, dealing with the situation. Or the hound, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry, the yeah. hound really, hey, man, I need your help dealing with the yeah. situation right now. Um, but right now, I mean, especially especially since the hound also saw that vision in the fire, he's definitely going to have to really be, he's definitely just in the direction of, hey, I, I'm going straight, I'm going straight towards this battle, towards this battle, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to fight basically yeah all right well we finished the episode at dragonstone and daenerys finally arrives there and great performance by amelia clark by the way because you could see like this is where i was born like all on her in her face and in her reaction to being like she was just like in shock being like i'm finally here i'm finally home this is where i was born and you could see that all in her performance. I loved her performance in this scene. Um, and then, obviously, she walks up. And it's a long walk. Jeez, they must have been exhausted. <laughs> um, by the time they actually got to the the throne room and then, obviously, the war room. Um, and then the war. We, she gets to the war room and she basically says, shall we begin? <laughs> and it's... Obviously, there are some people who are like, really, that's all we get after this huge wait? That's all we get? Come on, we're gonna get a huge episode next up or next time. And I know people are probably like, "Oh, this is gonna be a huge Daenerys episode because it's called Dragonstone." No, it was just a huge Dragonstone episode <laughs> because Sam finds out that there's dragon glass at Dragonstone, and she's going to Dragonstone, and there's all this stuff, and it's all revolving around this place. Um, so, but yeah, I'm looking forward. I think we're next episode is gonna be a big Daenerys episode because it's literally called Stormborn. So that's her middle name. <laughs> it literally has to be about her, so I think we're gonna. It's gonna be a heavy Daenerys episode. Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, she may send help from the north. I mean, John may go to her. I mean, it's. it's I think we get John leaving to go see her by the end of next episode. Yes, maybe. I think that's probably, but maybe we're overestimating how fast this goes. But again, they only have seven episodes, so they kind of have to move fast. So I don't know. Um, unless, they, unless they push it to 14, 15 episodes, which I would not mind. <laughs> um, you know, right. Game of Thrones, I love you. So if I push it, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> all right. Well, what else? I mean, what 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 are your predictions for the next episode and then I guess the rest of the season? Well, my predictions are that John, you know, they have to discuss the Targaryen stuff next episode. I think yes. that that's, he's probably going to head over there. Um, Nymeria's back. Nymeria's like. 100% back. She's, I gotta pick her up in fantasy. She's pissed. She's pissed off right now. Um, I think she's pissed off with Arya. I don't know. Maybe? I, I don't know. She looks like she's about to buy Arya. She's I don't like, know. Don't buy. Well, they could have cut that together, too. I mean, you, I mean, know, you don't know if that's right. the actual same scene. 100% so. right. I don't know. But I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Because that's something that's kind of been like, a, Nymeria's out there, but it almost seems like we were just like, uh, whatever, it's not going to come back. But then to see her come back, is that's kind of a big deal. Um, now yeah. there's two direwolves left for sure, so that's great. Um, what else did we have? What was in the trailer? Do you remember? Yes, I think it was Yara. Yara, Yara yes. and Yara and Daenerys basically talking about the, the battle to, you know, basically 
they they want to attack now. Yeah. So I, I think that the that the Greyjoys will try to attack King's Landing, but the but um what's it, what's her uncle's name? Do you uh, think they try to attack it this episode? Yes. Wow. Okay. Because I mean, you see a battle sequence, a very short battle sequence between the two of them. So I mean, I think I think that they do. Uh, it's possible. I think that they do catch them. I mean, you're gonna. I mean, you have to have something. I mean, like you said, I mean, there's only seven episodes. They can't prolong everything at this I, point they really yeah. don't have the luxury of saying okay let's wait like an episode or two okay so daenerys obviously that. wants to attack king's landing now who no, do you no, think no. yara says that we should attack king's oh, landing so da- now you don't think daenerys wants to i think daenerys is trying to figure out a way to attack but and i think she gives yara the okay but um because my think, question was who do you think is the pro attack king's landing now and who do you think's against it I think Tyrion's the one who's going to be against it right now. I agree. I think Tyrion is definitely against it. He, I think he is probably like, we need to wait. We need to gather our resources, gather our allies, try to get... I think I think Tyrion, he's going to want to wait for, until everybody's here. Yes. And then, and then start off with a battle plan. Yes. And then go from there instead of just attacking immediately. And, but we also have to take in consideration, Tyrion is not a general. He is a great ruler, but he is not a war leader necessarily. I mean, he won the battle... Of Blackwater. Ooh. You're right. Yes. Um, I mean, he's he's. I will say this: he's pretty tactical with with a lot of with a lot of things. And on top of that, you have. Uh, I mean, you have you have her with with a lot of people who who are exactly. who are intelligent. Like you have the the Unsullied Slave. I forgot his name. Grey Worm. Uh, Grey Worm. Yes. Who who is also very who's also very intelligent when it comes to the yes. military oh, and definitely. stuff like that. So I mean. I think those two might really be like standoff and yeah. be like, hey, you know, let's just wait a little bit longer because we really don't know what kind of resources yeah. that they have there. As for Tyrion does, mm-hmm. okay, and they're intact. They're basically attacking a fortress at this point yeah. in time, so they really need to be careful with what I, they do. I think Tyrion is going to want to do the thing that Jon and Davos did last season, where they're going to want to go try to gather houses for their cause i know she has an army but she's going to need support of the other houses so i think that's what Tyrion's going to want to do but i don't know um i don't know if daenerys has the patience for it necessarily and um, on top of that she's a targaryen as you can see the north is very is very kind of scared of the targaryen name yeah and um you do see the head of the Knights of the Vale say she, she she cannot be trusted. Yeah. Same thing with Cersei. Cersei's like the tar- uh, the Mad King's daughter is going to ruin the Seven Kingdoms, basically. So let's see, man. Let's see where this goes. All right, um, that's it for our Game of Thrones recap, and that's it for this episode. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Where can people find you in social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, our website, ScreenFellows.com. Brianna's going to be putting tons of content up this week, and keep your eye out on this podcast channel because there probably will be a bonus episode that you won't want to miss. So... 100%. Check it out. 100%. All right. Siempre siento. Okay. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys have any shows, any movies, any topics that you guys want us to discuss on the show, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com. Um, all right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, guys, check us out on YouTube. This is Screen Fellas.